This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, and give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome to 51st Dates. This is your host, Jolie Moore. How are you? Um, It's hot here in Southern California this weekend. Um, It's Labor Day weekend. It's hot. Um, Went biking. Did all the things. I... (laughs) I think I always start this way. Look, I'll say this. I got the best um, message from a listener, and she said that I could share it. So basically, in previous episodes, I've talked about filtering and the whole married man problem, among other problems. I mean, the issue with online dating that I found is that it gives people access to me that I otherwise would not meet in real life. In real life, I have a circle of people around me, um, most of whom I know and have known for years and have known each other for years. And when new people are introduced, my friends have obviously known them for years. So there's some background and also some accountability because if they act crazy, we're all going to know. So the issue I have found with online dating is all of that is cut off. Um, I don't know if I've gone on a date with anyone who anybody else I knew had known of. Um, I think I was sitting at wine with one of my friends and I was talking about Thunderbolt and she was like, he directs movies. I'm like, yeah. She's like, we know a lot of movie directors. I said, yes. She goes, is he any of the ones we know? And I looked at her and I was like, no, he's not. She was like, oh, so he's outside the circle. (laughs) What do you really know about him? Which I think is the totally fair thing to say. So it's just super interesting to be in contact with people that you would never otherwise be in contact with. Um, And that leads to, well, there are two issues. Um, One is like a super mismatch in education, socioeconomic levels, uh, expectations of how you live your life. I don't think I'm particularly sheltered and I've lived a long life, but until I did online dating, I did not realize like how people were living. Like I just... I guess I never thought about it. I mean, people are living all sorts of random ways, you know, living weird places, you know, spending all their time in their car, eating in their car, just all sorts of like, that's like the least of it. It's just people had jobs. I didn't even understand what they did um, or they didn't work and I didn't understand how they supported themselves or even like I met, actually, I didn't even meet this guy in person. I think I texted with some guy um, on an app and I was like great we should get together and he was like oh I can't go on a date until next month because I'm broke and I was like wow okay so I'm not really sure what your like long-term plan is but you know maybe a walk in the park you know pre-COVID or whatever but I can't you know imagine that you're just hoping that people like pop up at your place um, <laughs> for sex and you can't even like feed them so it was there we're just so 
many people from so many walks of life that I otherwise would not encounter in my tiny social circle. The other issue, of course, are people who are involved in relationships. I mean, you know, um, after this memoir is done, I did date this guy for a few months. Um, and it, he had cheated throughout his entire marriage. And he had been on dating apps, like, probably since their inception. And it was just so interesting to see that, like, I, I couldn't, I met men who just dated the whole time like they got married and the marriage like didn't slow them down obviously didn't mean anything to them because their marriages were not open um they were cheating not you know in an open you know non-monogamous relationship but what was non-monogamous but it wasn't ethically non-monogamous and the other person in relationship didn't know it was non-monogamous but it makes you wonder like it just that's such a level of deception and that's like the high level of deception and then like on dating apps there's like I'm gonna use a picture that's seven years old there were just there was just so much there that was not particularly truthful and like honestly I don't know why like eventually people are going to figure out your secrets and I don't is there hope that they're like you're so hooked in that you're like hey I know despite your marriage bankruptcy homelessness whatever it is let's keep going so I feel like people should just lead with the truth and then find their person but I clearly am in the minority back to the suggestion so one of the things I have complained about Anna in the last episode was you know the married man problem and this listener has a, I don't want to say foolproof, but a lovely method for filtering through people. And it's better than anything I've done. So what she said is that she has a profile on Tinder. Um, she writes out what she, who she is and what she's looking for. And then says to them, if you want to connect, DM me on Instagram. So already she's got like a single filter, like one, can they read and follow instructions? <laughs> and two, if they DM on Instagram, either they'd have to create a whole separate persona or they're more likely to use the one they have. So then they do that and then she has more information on them. Um, in Additionally, one of the things she does, she said that she adds them on WhatsApp. And then she has their phone number, and then we'll Google their phone number. And she has said that this has led to finding out that people are married because people will be honest. They'll use their like regular phone number, unless they're like super cheaty, and that's a whole different conversation. They'll use a regular phone number. It's registered to them, and you Google it. I mean, I've Googled people's phone numbers. It gives you their address. It gives you who's living with them, their children, their spouse. It does give you that kind of information. And so I thought. Okay, so between what this listener said, which is, I think, freaking brilliant, and what a friend of mine says, which is, you know, maybe you don't Google them initially, but you need to Google them before you have sex with them or invite people to your house. And I thought, that's interesting. So it's all the Melissa Ledger, Gumball Law, Filter Like a Freak thing um, put into action. And I think (laughs) I might do that. So I will say this. I still have not gotten back in the dating apps. I've been back here, not even two weeks yet, I don't think. And um, I went to go look at Hinge, and I just got disinterested. I don't know what it is. It just feels like when I started the 51st Dates in the beginning of 2019, 
I had a super high level of enthusiasm. It seemed fun. It seemed interesting. It was exciting to meet new people. 2021 me um, feels less so. I'm not sure. Maybe because the people on the apps are older and I'm getting older. I don't know what it is, but it just feels the effort from men, even in their profiles, even when I was looking at something like Hinge, which all these people suggest as a better app, just felt so half-hearted that, and especially with Hinge where they can comment on your pictures, it's like, cool picture. I'm like, that's okay. Yes, I put it up because I thought it was a cool picture too, but that's not a whole conversation. And I was on the app, I swear to God, for two days. And then I paused it because I'm like, this is so uninteresting. Um, I were back to the same low effort people. The people would not have changed, obviously, but it just was uninteresting. And um, I think I thought about going on Match. No, not Match. Okay, Cupid. Um, but that's a lot of work to fill in. And um, nobody reads the profiles anyway. At least my experience of men didn't read the profiles, except the ones that really are aggressive and want to be meet you, but they're married. <laughs> so whatever. But I think... I think that married men are much better at pursuit because they have to be fairly, fairly efficient um, because they have like you know a full-time marriage and kids usually that they have to be much better at engaging and interacting up front. So the married men would read my profile and would be very engaging to talk to, um, but ultimately they were married and I wasn't interested in dating them. But the single men I encounter just don't seem to have any sort of level of interest beyond hey or whatever. So that said, I, this weekend, um, it's a long weekend and I thought to myself, maybe I'll get back on Tinder. Um, what I was talking to about this listener and what I found is true is that everybody is on Tinder. Um, and actually the people I've met on Tinder have been mostly nice, uh, not particularly unkind or crazy. I mean, they have their issues, but mostly fine. It, I did not find the other apps like Bumble or OkCupid okay or whatever to yield a better group of people. There are just fewer of them. So I was thinking of like downloading Tinder again, updating my um, information and trying again, but I'm going to give it a minute because I don't have a sufficient level of enthusiasm. I want to meet somebody. I think the person is out there. The filtering just sometimes feels exhausting and maybe I need to put less effort into it. I'm trying to figure out a way to get what I want with doing the least amount of work. Um, it's going to be straight up honest there. I don't want to chat with anybody on apps. I don't want to just oh my God, you get so many matches. I don't want to have to filter through like a hundred people a day. It's like, nope, bathroom selfie. Nope, he's at the gym selfie. Nope, he was hugging his car selfie. Nope, he's hugging his dog like his dog is a lover selfie. You know, just a lot of, a lot. Or gee, he says he's 45, but he looks 35 in the picture. And either he looks really young, which is also always possible in LA, or he's using a 10-year-old picture. And then I have to filter for that. So... Don't know, don't have a plan, but I do have tools and tools are a great thing.
chapter 36. It's autumn and it's raining. September 28. If I could manifest money in the way that I manifest Thunderbolt, I'd be a fucking millionaire. I'm weak. I want to be stronger, but I'm not. My Friday afternoon debate was the same as always. Me? I'm not going to text him. I'm too needy and I hate rejection. Also me. Human connection is important. I can take rejection. Also me. Texting. The debate went on for a good four hours. I'm happy to say that at least I wrote a chapter in that span so it wasn't all time wasted. So I sent the needy text and tried that zen thing everyone in California is into, divorcing oneself from the outcome. My method of doing that was to take a walk and mail a letter that I needed to send. So I left my apartment and took the 10 minute walk to the post office in West Hollywood. As I walked down the street, I thought to myself, what are the chances of running into Thunderbolt and what would I say if that happened? The minute I stepped onto the sidewalk in front of the post office, there he was in his new car. I wanted to lift my fist to the universe and tell it that there were a thousand other things I needed and this encounter wasn't one of them. You just texted me. That was his opener as I walked by his car. I did, I admitted. How are you? I asked about the car, post office, nonsense, and the like. I decided if the universe was going to give me a do-over, then I was more than happy to ooh and ah at the car. I took the offer for the four-block ride home. I talked too much while we were in my driveway. The famous writer's writer, Annie Lamott, suggests that when we're talking too much, we ask ourselves a question in the form of an acronym. Wait, why am I talking? I swear to God, I need to do that because it's such a problem on dates. Not with my friends or family, just with new people I meet and members of the opposite sex. Somewhere in there, I shut up enough to hear this question. So, when are you free? Not until next Thursday. So, I'll see you Thursday? My head nearly exploded. This is someone who told me he could never make plans, that he had to play it by ear. Then he kissed me in an open convertible in the middle of West Hollywood. I'm going to be honest, I have nowhere to put that. Where I'm putting that energy is into more dates. So, um, you know, this chapter reminds me what the problem is with Tinder. The problem with Tinder is that I, well, I didn't realize this, I guess, when I signed up, is that it sort of gives you a radius, but the radius sort of starts like immediately where you are and then has like concentric rings outwards. So the matches that you get are geographically um, close. So the issue with Thunderbolt is that um, I, the reason I probably matched with him early on on Tinder is because he lived like, you know, half a mile away from my house. So obviously somebody who lives a half mile away, um, although, you know, in LA, that's like, a, he lives in another zip code, West Hollywood. Um, I don't even know how many there are. But um, all that said, it, um, you know, people who live close, you're likely to run into. Um, and... I knew it was eventually going to happen, and it happened that day. He was moving, he was mailing, I don't know, some movie swag stuff to somebody, and um, I was <laughs> mailing my mail. Um, what? And then, of course, their car. Oh my God, this 
fucking car. So he bought this, um, you know, two-seater, I don't know, sports car convertible. Um, it's totally a midlife crisis car, I'm just going to tell you. Because um, <laughs> my ex also tried to buy that car. And, um, and you know, guys. So, you know, I took, took, took a spin in it, and then we talked about how difficult it is to drive in West Hollywood, which I guess he hadn't done in a while. Um, it is. The streets are narrow. They're all parked up because um, we because there's way more cars, obviously, than the neighborhoods originally accounted for. Um, and so every street is two-way, but there's only one way to go down it. So hopefully every block you drive down, there's nobody there. But if there is, then somebody has to pull over. And that's a lot to get out of the neighborhood, I'm going to tell you. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, I'm driving my son to school in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take me like 10 minutes to drive three blocks with all the traffic, like everybody having to move over. Um, and unfortunately, it's not like New York or other places where they alternate one-way streets, which would obviously solve that problem. So, you know, we're stuck with it. Anyway, so we talked about that. Um, I do, you know, a friend of me said to me the other day, she was talking about, you know, the guys in my life. And she was like, you seem to have it together in your life. I mean, you have a job, you like, you know, raise a kid, you like travel, you do a lot of things um, that are adulting and you do them really well. She's like, but when it comes to guys, you put up with douchebags. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with people being honest. So that was like a, it was like a kick in the gut. Um, but it's true. And I know it's true. And even though I know it, I have difficulty managing it. Um, although I had really like saved up all my energy um, and like pulled it together. And I was ready to have a difficult conversation this weekend with the last remaining guy. So you you got to know what happens, right? So this guy, I swear to God, this is so weird. He pops by my my place um, on Monday, and I was like, "Who pops by?" Um, but I was, this is crazy. I was kneading bread. I was making something for my son, um, and so I was kneading dough, you know, because you put in yeast, you need the dough. You gotta let it rise, whatever. And um, he like popped by and sat in my kitchen watched me knead dough for like a half an hour and you know it was all full of I'm so glad you're back you know I can't wait to see you yada yada you know all that the 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 schmoopy schmoopy and so I was like yeah okay you know he's like when do you want to get together can we do it Friday I'm like sure so Friday comes and I know that anybody who's like popping by and all schmoopy schmoopy is going to not be that way by Friday. So, you know, I was in between hanging out with different friends and I text him on Friday and I'm like, hey, are we still on? And, you know, a second later I get the text back, which is, don't be upset. I'm busy with work. I have to, whatever, go on location. I'll be back in a week or whatever, two weeks. I couldn't quite figure that out. And let's get together then, you know, so on and so on. So (laughs) the irony of this is I'm ready to have a conversation where I end a relationship where somebody is frequently unavailable, but I can't have the conversation with them because, surprise, surprise, they're unavailable. Oh, the irony. Um, You know, I don't know. So 
it's just, to be honest, I've put it out of my mind. I mean, I can't, I'm already having enough difficulty ginning up interest in dating new people. Um, and now I have to gin up enough energy to weed out the old people. But if there's one thing I've learned, at least in the last few months, is that I think there are people out there who can show up. And ultimately, I'll meet one who will show up for me. I've lived a lot of years not meeting that person. But if I clear out the people who don't show up for me, I want to leave space for the people who can. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.